Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> Yeah, very good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. Right around this uh, Australia this morning, uh, Daniel Pedigree with you. It is the 9th of June, 2022. Hope you're all well. And what a big hour uh, we've got between now and uh, 6 a.m. or over the course of the next hour. 0457 736 736 is the text number this morning or 1300 01 1170 if you want to give us a call. Lots to get through. We will talk state of origin in just a moment. Uh, what your initial thoughts on the game? Uh, are you a happy Queensland fan this morning? Are you an upset New South Wales fan? Uh, text 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Perhaps you're uh, watching or sorry, listening to us and watch the game outside of New South Wales or Queensland. You may not watch every weekend of rugby league, but what was your take on it? We'll get stuck into that in just a second. We will also talk Socceroos because this time yesterday on SEN right around the country, we had the watch party uh, where the Socceroos now only one game away from the World Cup. Uh, they will play Tuesday morning against Peru, a tricky game uh, for them. So we'll have a chat about that as well in a Around about 15 or so minutes time. AFL begins tonight as well, round 13. So we'll talk about that and plenty, plenty more. But really want to hear from you over the course of the next hour. one 1170 Or you can text 0457 736 736. It's coming up to two past. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rain. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. We will have a review of Origin with Charlie Goodsir shortly, and I'll play you the highlights in just a second. But it was a good game of football, and I dare say if you're up this early listening to this show, you would have been either watching Origin or perhaps you were there at the game. 80,000 sold out at Homebush, 80,000 sold out at Homebush uh, last night. Queensland 16 over New South Wales 10. If you were at the game and you happened to be up early, what was the atmosphere like? Uh, it does, did sound like from what they were saying on TV that uh, the New South Wales crowd was really trying their best to get uh, Queensland home. Unfortunately, uh, for New South Wales fans, they couldn't. I thought Queensland were very good, and I thought the game was very exciting itself. Before we get stuck into it, we'll hear from a host of stars as well. Let's have a listen now. SEN uh, did three calls last night. We did a neutral call. We did a Maroons call. And I thought, well, we'll play the Blues call. Goes to Luai, Luai at the back to White, and White, and White, you and White! Jack. Yeah. Jackie yeah. Boy! Jack White and scores! in the South New job. South Wales! Off to an absolute beauty! The left centre's outside Jerome Luai, it's an absolute filler! 
about uh, five metres out from the goal line. Right hand side, set and restart. Carrigan, Carrigan, Cardigan, whatever you want to call Hold him. up. No, he got pushed back in the field of play. Kicked he the wants goal. to go again. Tupu, corner. Let's go. Val's out of position. There you go. Oh, he didn't oh, quite get onto that, did he? Shanked it a little Shank. bit. And well, it's going to work for Tupu. Go! Gets the ball back. Go, oh, they get the pass oh, away. A, it's a oh, line ball, oh, Ashley. Ashley? Line ball. Gosh, oh, what a horrendous goes. call. Well, James Tedesco. 20 metres back. James Tedesco was off to the try line. The captain, Freddie, can't believe it. Ball gets played back to Harry Grant, working the short side. Caleb Pong oh, It's a shocking pass. Come on! Come on! Cleaned up, put the little kick through. Gagai! Gagai picked it up, and we've been robbed. Surely that went forward. If James Tedesco's went forward. Don't you do. Ashley. Oh, no. So here they come. Go right. Six, Six again. Go Cook right hand side. Paolo. Yeah. Paolo. Yeah. Paolo. The Junior Paolo. Junior Paolo. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but he catches yeah, on the outside. Oh. Oh. Come on. Munster thought about the... And he, and Munster doesn't know what he's doing. He beat one, beat two, beat another one. Munster, oh. he gets in the backfield. Munster, he's got support of Ponga. Munster takes oh, him on. Great tackle from James Tedesco, the captain. He had to make it. Left hand slice down the pump. Ponga, oh, well, oh, well done, yeah, Daniel Tupo. It'll That's be six to go, but that was a major play. Oh, what a hog. <laughs> what a hog. Munster. Quick play the ball, taking off his cookie. He links up there with James Tedesco. Come on, come on. James Tedesco in the backfield. Come on, come on. It sits up for Cleary. Oh. No, but they get back and survive it again through Valentine. Get him off the field, Valentine. Are you about well, enough? Valentine home, save the day. I've had enough of him. Get and off. Well, the thumbs are us at the moment. Left hand side, Luai. Gets a pass away, yeah. Luai. Yeah. He gets the ball away. Yeah. And New South Wales are back. They're back, and most importantly, the try is next to the post. They go to the left-hand side now. Here comes Yo. Yo, we've got tough Come on, Yo, Yo, Yo. Oh, he was just short of the try line. Oh, this is it. He's got to play the ball. He's got to play the ball. He does. No. Yeah. No. He's not going to play the ball. You can't with all call the going down. Like They've called it off. You're a goose. You can't believe it. But Queensland have come in with a balaclava and pinched it. 16 points to 10. Queensland have defeated New South Wales in game one of the Origin Series. Yeah, so that was Blues uh, Radio last night. I dare say the neutral call was a bit more one-sided. But, yeah, Queensland too good for New South Wales. Want to hear from you this morning, 0457 736 736 or 1300 Your take on the game to help me analyse it. Charlie Goodsir is in the studio, part of the 1170 team. Morning. Good morning. How are we? Disappointed. Yes. Uh, but... Nonetheless entertained. It was a thrilling game last night. How many hours sleep did you get out of interest just before we get onto the game? I want to say three and a half. Three and a half. Four is yeah, pushing it. Yes. Yeah. No, the feeling. Um, but well worth it. Let's talk about the game itself. 80-odd thousand there, sold out. I thought it was a fantastic game of football. Uh, it was end-to-end. And in the end, I think the better team won. We'll talk about the teams in a second. But I thought it was a great game. Great way to kick off the Origin Series. That was one out of the top draw. That was yep. an Origin classic. And I agree with uh, what you said about Queensland. I think they were the better team for most of the night. Well-deserved win. Mm. Uh, classic Origin sort of backs against the wall win. Rookie coach. Uh, you know, lots of new debutants. Had a few injuries as well. But, yeah, they just blew the game open midway through that second half. And New South Wales was sort of playing catch-up. And uh, that 80,000 crowd just <laughs> wasn't enough to push them along. But how about the energy as mm. well? You could just feel it. I wasn't there, unfortunately. But 
watching from home and you could just feel the excitement. And really the first proper State of Origin game in Sydney since 2019 where you could get 80,000 and that would be easily Sydney's biggest crowd since the pandemic. Uh, well, we got through the biggest stage of the pandemic, still obviously ongoing, but 80,000 people there. Uh, as you said, the atmosphere sounded great, but uh, not good enough. We'll talk about New South Wales in a second, but from a Queensland point of view, uh, Cameron Munster, I thought, had a terrific game. Cherry Evans was good. Uh, Harry Grant, when he came onto the field, and they made that change relatively early uh, with Ben Hunt going off the field after about 20 minutes. He was fantastic. And I thought someone that uh, might not get a lot of mentions is Carrigan off the bench. I thought he he was superb last night. I, I'm glad you mentioned Carrigan because mm. I thought he was the difference in the mm. end. When he came on, there was that hit on Whiten. Uh, I think like shortly mm. after he scored the opening try, and I was like, "Ooh, ooh, that was a good hit." Yes. And, and and you just got the sense that okay, they're they're up for it, the fight. And it was a bit nostalgic last night because it was the Queensland of old. Mm. It, it it they were just hard at the at the footy. There was none of that grubby stuff that they used to do. Uh, I might be a little bit biased, <laughs> but it, it was just really tough. And yet, Munster just put on an absolute clinic. And I think he was the only one surprised that he got man of the match last night at, at that uh, post-match press conference. Um, yeah, just fantastic. Really hard in defense. Their scrambling defense mm. was elite, especially in those last 10 minutes. Mm. And especially that last play on Isaiah Yo to stop him just mm. like a meter short from the try line when it'd been down their end for the last 10, 15 minutes. Really impressive stuff. And New South Wales did throw a lot at them, but I thought, I don't think there was a bad player in that Queensland team. I thought Lindsay Collins off the bench played well uh, as well. I'd go as far to say, and Cameron Munster's played some very, very good games. That's one of the best games I've ever seen him play. He took control of the team. He took control of the game. Um, And Cherry Evans, that try from the scrum, and we'll talk about how bad it was from a New South Wales point of view, but it just shows how good of a footballer he is. Yeah, exactly. It just shows how well coached they are mm. as well. I think they didn't really put a foot wrong last night. That 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 try from Cherry Evans really solidified for me, wow, this is a really well-oiled machine. Mm. They're clicking together. The debutants really had a good impact. And yeah, their leaders stood up. I, I agree. I haven't seen Munster just dominate a game, put his stamp on a game. That one-on-one strip mm. with about 15, 10 minutes to go mm. on Crichton, I think Joey Johns called it as well uh, during the game that no other player would be thinking that at mm. that time. They'd mm. be playing conservative, but no, he's willing to take the game on, take those risks. To just had a fantastic night. Yeah, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 if you're a happy Queensland fan. I dare say if they're not up for work, they'll be uh, probably in bed at the moment because they would have been celebrating uh, last night. Uh, the Billy Slater effect. Billy Slater, Cameron Smith, Jonathan Thurston, all involved in that coaching staff. And you can see how well it's working already. Well, um, all lead up to Origin, we've had people on... The, our various SEN programs mm. uh, just talk about Billy Slater and his coaching and how meticulous he is in his preparation, his planning, and that would be the difference. Well, it showed. Yep. It yep. really showed. that, Like I said, a well-oiled machine. There, were, there wasn't, I agree, there were standouts, but there mm. weren't any passengers, I don't say. Everyone contributed at certain little points, and I just think that was the difference in the end. I don't think New South Wales had everyone on board like Queensland did. Now, New South Wales, we've talked about the positives with the game and Queensland. I think, apart from, I thought Tedesco was outstanding at the back. And I thought for all his critics, I think Jack Wyden actually had a really, really good game. Other than that, I, I don't think anyone really stood out. And I hate to say it, but I think Nathan Cleary had his worst origin game and worst 
game full stop for a very long time. And I thought the attack looked very, very clunky from basically, I know Wyden scored and they got the first try, but other than that, it just looked like they were going all over the place, side to side. There wasn't really much leadership and much direction in that attack from New South Wales. Yeah, so being half the Penrith Panthers side, they looked more <laughs> like the Sydney Roosters in yes. the form of how clunky their attack <laughs> was. And I said it was a bit nostalgic last night seeing the Queensland of old. Well, that was the New South Wales of old. It definitely was. Just looked really disorganised. And especially that last 20 minutes mm. when we went down those two converted tries, mm. in attack we looked so frazzled, really mm. frustrated that things weren't going our way, mm. spinning around tackles, trying to do miracle passes. It, it, it just wasn't the New South Wales we've come to expect in the last two series and especially last year as well and I agree I think Jack for all his criticism Jack Wyden was the best player for the Blues last night and I think that's interesting because we probably thought if New South Wales were to lose the game that Wyden might be one of the ones we're talking about with changes for the next game but it's hard to get rid of Wyden when he was one of the best players and they're not going to get rid of Jerome Luai or Nathan Cleary so there might be changes have to be made, but there's going to be it can't be that many because where do they where do they change? Oh, look, I thought Turek Simmons was a bit quiet uh, last night. Uh, Ryan Madison off the bench, I think, was all right. But would you may be making any changes to game two? And that is in Perth as well in just a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, no obvious changes stick out. To be honest, I mm. think. I think there was one point where one of the commentators said, oh, you know, New South Wales lacking a bit of speed. Yep. And my mind immediately went to one man who was sitting on the couch last night watching the game. That would have been Josh Adokar. Yeah. I think, look, much was made about. I don't think he would have made a massive difference. No. I think you bring him back in the side. Yeah. I think Tupo was good, but I think our attack looked disjointed. Bring back one of the most attacking, flair-driven players in the competition. I think Wynan stays. I think Wynan proved that he is good enough. I've mm. had question marks about whether he's good enough for this level. Mm. He clearly is. He was our best player. Mm. Yeah, you keep Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai. I think Nathan Cleary, they went to task with Nathan Cleary in Queensland. Yep. They really just didn't give him any space. They made every kick really challenging for him. And I think it just kind of spooked him a little bit, if I had to guess. And I think maybe one of the other changes they could be looking at is potentially... And look, Stephen Crichton didn't do anything wrong. He's on report uh, when he came onto the field. But... I question that decision from word go. I actually think maybe now we look at a Nico Hines too. Yep. Uh, obviously cover the different positions, which is important, but also add a bit of spark off the bench because, and no offence to Stephen Crichton at all, he's not going to add that spark, which Nico Hines, and if he played, it made, made no difference. But I think we need some spark off the bench, like we saw with Queensland with Harry Grant. I think you need a genuine utility in that 14. And mm. no disrespect to Stephen Crichton at all, he is a centre. Yep. Or he is one of those players that needs to start. Yep. He shouldn't be on the bench. Yep. I think Jack Wyden is a player that, could start on the bench, but I would start him at centre now for the rest of the series. Yep. I think he's earned his spot. Completely agree. Nico Hines, just inject a little bit of life. That's mm. what was missing. When we went down by those two tries, I realised we don't really have anyone on the bench that can just be that X factor. I think Carrigan was that mm. X factor for Queensland. Harry Grant. Imagine having Harry Grant on your interchange bench. Uh, th that's what we need. We need those sort of players who can just come in, do a role, play in any sort of position, and Nico Hines offers that. So I would be making that change as well. Just finally, your thoughts on Cleary and Luai, who for players that play together each and every week, and everyone is allowed an off day, everyone does have an off day, but I was just waiting for Nathan Cleary to take control of that team. Um, but the only one that really seemed to be providing any attacking options was James Odesco. Yeah, Teddy was phenomenal. Mm. Like always, leads from the front. He showed his bloomer a couple of couple yes. of times, which yeah. is which is very funny. But uh, he was fantastic, a, a real true captain's performance. 
I'm just going to chalk it down to an off night yep. from Cleary and Luai. Yep. I think they've proven that they're very, very good players mm. on the biggest stage in Origin, mm. in Grand Finals. I, I just don't know. I, I think you just got to just reset. I, yep. I, I think Game One is always a bit of a mystery. It's always a bit of an, an unknown. The, the surprise fact of Queensland is over now. We know what to expect from them now. Mm. They, they'll deliver that game in, game out. It's now up to Freddie. Brandy, that whole New South Wales group, mm. and especially the players, to mm. figure out a way to break down this Queensland team because they are beatable. They are, they're, they're, yeah. We're talking as if you know they're <laughs> that Cameron Smith team of, mm. of old. No, they're a very new team with debutants with a lot of injuries as well that mm. are pretty serious, especially to Xavier Coates. Mm. So I think they just got to get back to work, brush game one aside. There's still two games in this series, and yeah. Second game in Perth, uh, Sunday the 26th of June. So the team's named in about 10 days' time. So uh, both Queensland and New South Wales will be looking closely at uh, players staying fit. I'll let you go. You've got to do some work for breakfast. But we'll chat again tomorrow morning because there is a round of NRL coming up uh, in 24 or so hours. So we'll talk about that then. Thank you, Charlie. Oh, good. Thank you. Yes, it'll take your mind, no doubt. Off State of Origin, 16 past five. Uh, we spoke about Cam Munster. Let's have a listen to him post-game. I go down as one of the hardest games I've ever played. Um, no penalties in the first, of it, and not many in the second half. And um, this shows the way I'm talking. Uh, I'm still trying to catch my breath. And um, that's the best thing about Origin is this how fast the game is. It was pound for pound the first 20 minutes, but then Patrick Carrigan came on and, and just he almost blew them apart. His work rate was incredible. Yeah, him and Ruben uh, were outstanding yeah. for us tonight. Um, Paddy really changed the game when he came on. Um, it's his leg speed and uh, carrying the ball and, and gave us a lot of momentum and allowed me and uh, Cherry to play our kind of footy. And I know we didn't get too much shapes on, but uh, when it comes to footy like that and transitions with the uh, origin games, um, you just got to try and do your best and bite the mouth guard and run the ball. I thought your Melbourne Storm teammate Harry Grant had a big effect on the flow of the game too. His incisiveness out of dummy half and the threats he was creating just allowed enough room for you and Cherry to play your own games. Yeah, obviously, uh, with the way Harry runs, he reminds me so much of Damien Cook. Um, he gets out of dummy half and puts A and B under a lot of pressure. And um, unfortunately, a lot of them got to turn in. And it gives us, uh, myself, Cherry and our rookies, um, a lot of space on the outside. And um, obviously, a show tonight. Yeah, Cat Munster post game on Channel 9. We will hear from more of the stars shortly. Your text 0457 736 You take on the game. Would you be making any changes for a New South Wales Queensland fans? You must be happy. And if you're a neutral fan, uh, let me know what you thought of the game. Uh, if you don't watch too much uh, rugby league, if you just tune in for maybe these three games of the year and the grand final, happy to hear from you. And anything else in sport, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. On the way to a break, uh, Yeovil Treeman texts in saying, Hi, Dan. Great game. Blue supporter, but Queensland deserved the win. They won it through the combined effort of their stunning four pack and the interchange allowed DCE and Munster to control their attack. The Blues forwards didn't lay a good enough framework for their backs. The Yeovil Treeman. Thank you for that. Keep them coming in. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. We'll take a break. Come back with more. Uh, if this is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Great to have your company Thursday morning. Daniel Pedgrew in the chair right around Australia this morning. Uh, there was cricket and it just uh, been completed about half an hour ago. Uh, Sri Lanka and Australia in the second of the T20 games. Australia winning by three wickets with 13 balls left. Sri Lanka uh, off their 20 overs made nine for 124. 
Australia off 17.5 overs uh, got that, as I said, with 13 balls remaining. So they now lead that series uh, 2-0 in that best of three T20 series against Sri Lanka. Australia leading that 2-0. So good uh, result for the Australian team. Keep those texts and calls coming in about last night's origins, origin result. What do you make of it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Would you be making changes? Where'd you watch it? Did you go to the game? Would love to hear from you over the course of the next half an hour or so. Uh, however, yesterday, this time yesterday on SEN, uh, it was the watch party between when Australia took on the UAE. And uh, it was a bit nerve-wracking at some stages, nil all at half time, And then uh, the Socceroos got to a 1-0 lead. Very quickly, UAE equalised to make it 1-all before the Socceroos made it 2-1. And now only one game away from the World Cup. They'll play Peru on Tuesday morning uh, to talk about that and a lot of other things in sport. Our football expert, Jonathan Gallo, is on the line. Morning, John. Morning, Dan. How are you, mate? Yes, very well. Now, just before we get on to the football, your take on this state of origin last night, are Queensland too good for New South Wales? Yes, mate, yes. Well, it was with 16 points to 10. I think uh, as a Blues supporter waking up now the following morning and digesting it all, I think uh, you look at it and you think, well, wow, where did it all go wrong? I think for, for the Blues, there's probably obviously more questions that come out of these type of losses than, than answers. But uh, look, there's going to be everyone's opinions going to be thrown into the into the pot, isn't it? About what changes, if any, need to be made for game two next time round. But I think uh, whatever Brad Pitler needs to do, he just needs to digest it first, and then kind of work out where things went wrong by uh, some video footage and taking everyone's opinions at the right time. I think for now, the Blues just got to absorb it and uh, and kind of find ways to, to move forward uh, after today and get themselves regathered because it uh, was a little bit of a shock. I think the overall feeling is that mm. it wasn't expected. I mean, we, we know that, you know, me and you, Dan, always know how good Queensland can be for these origins, no, no matter what kind of side they throw up. We've learnt the uh, the lessons over time that you can never underrate this Queensland team. And again, they've proven that. I think a lot of Blues fans may have thought that they were, you know, it was going to be an easier win uh, in game one for whatever reason, but... We uh, we got a bit of a reminder that this Maroon side never lies down, and uh, you know, despite the new coaching staff of Billy Slater and all that, they um, they got their act together last night, and the Blues just missed a, missed a beat in, in more areas than not. So um, mm. yeah, a lot of things to, to turn around for, for game two. If you are listening as well, we we're out right around Australia this morning. If you're listening through eleven sixteen in Melbourne, I know State of Origin very popular down in Melbourne. Something that's always intrigued me is. Why uh, do most people in Melbourne always support Queensland? Can, can someone fill me in? It's a different number for our Melbourne listeners this morning. It's 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. If you are in Melbourne or um, originally from Melbourne and maybe moved to New South Wales or Queensland, why, why do most Melbourne fans always support Queensland? I would love to know. Uh, get in touch, 0457-736-736. Now, uh, on to happier things for now anyway. The Socceroos. They managed uh, to get that win just before we look ahead to uh, the game next Tuesday morning. 2-1 in the end against the UAE. It was um, a match that didn't, well, this first half didn't really uh, give us anything, but the second half a little more entertaining and three goals in that second half. But um, as I introduced you, one all at one point in time, uh, UAE got that equaliser. And I think everyone was a little nervous then, but they managed to get the win and that's all they have to do at the moment, the Socceroos. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the win is the most important thing at this stage of knockout football. It's, it's what everyone wants to get is just the win to move on. But, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a scary signs early on, first 45 minutes, because 
it was quite a quite a dull affair from from the Socceroos to be honest, and just their performance in that first half took a lot of uh, a lot of less uh, you know inspirational stuff. It was something that they needed to kind of galvanise together in the second half and come out of the box uh, to really try and trouble this this UAE side because prior to that there wasn't a whole lot of football being played from from the Socceroos. It was very long ball stuff. It was passing around the back for for large sections of the game and, and, and a lot less to be desired about it. But I think overall in the second half, they finally got their act together and, and got out with a result, as you said, which is which is the most important thing. But if you now reflect on the game and you know we've got Peru coming up, as you mentioned, Dan, uh, it's going to be a whole lot tougher test and uh, we need to be a lot better overall in the, in the 90 minutes than what we uh, pulled out against the UAE. That will uh, that will cause us more problems than, than anything else. So... Yeah, there's, there's some great things to take out of it. I think the most positive thing, if I'm brutally honest, is the result itself. Mm. But the overall 90-minute performance it needs to be a whole lot better if uh, really the Socceroos have got any chance of overcoming this Peru side. Yeah, so Peru on Tuesday morning, the winner of that goes into the World Cup that is not as far away as you think. Uh, the year flying by, we're in almost the middle of June, uh, mid-November, that uh, Football World Cup starts. Your, your thoughts on how they're going to go on Tuesday morning? As you say, it is going to be a, a tougher game. They got through yesterday. Are, are, do you reckon we're favourites or will Peru go into that game favourites? And what do the Socceroos need to do to win that game and get themselves to the World Cup? Well, I think I think Peru are the favourites. Mm. I think we're, we're playing them over in Peru, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So it will yes. be a away game for the Socceroos. Um, yeah, it will be a very tense very, very loud atmosphere for the Socceroos to walk into. We know how much the South Americans love their football, and Peru in particular. So it, it's going to be a cauldron, really, for the Socceroos. I mean, think think you're going to Uruguay in 2006, um, you know, 2005, when we went over there, and the atmosphere yeah. we got there, I think it'll be something similar for the Socceroos. And they need to be performing a whole lot better. That's, that's my biggest concern, that the football we saw the other night was against the UAE was just... It was nowhere near where it needs to be to, to really trouble this Peru side. This Peru side are very fit. They can run all day. They don't mind defending. They don't, they're very good counter-attackers. you got to remember, over in South America, when they play other South American nations like Brazil, Argentina, Colombia, very highly attacking sides with you know, team, you know, outfits like Messi and you've got the likes of Neymar for Brazil. They're used to defending. They're used to counter-attacking. They do it very, very well. They do it daily in South America because they have to. Uh, so they won't mind defending and, and clipping at the heels of the Aussies and then really going out on the counter at, at lightning speed. So that's something that the Socceroos will need to be wary of. But I think they'll uh, they'll back themselves through against the Socceroos side. They'll go all out attack. They'll try and end it early if they can with you know, the first 20, 25 minutes by nabbing a goal, and then they'll go from there. So, yeah, I think the Socceroos, particularly playing away from home, they need to last that first 20, 25 minutes, get through the intensity and the pressure, and then try and calm their nerves a little bit. But... Um, it's going to be a big a big task for the Socceroos, I think, to overcome Peru. I'd love to see it, obviously, but it's going to be a big task. Uh, one more for you before I let you go. If they are to win against Peru, and uh, let's hope that does happen on Tuesday morning and they do qualify for the World Cup, can, can you see the You know, no one expects them to go on to uh, win the World Cup or anything, and we're not in that uh, position yet, so maybe I shouldn't be asking this question, but... Do you see us doing much in the World Cup if we can beat Peru? We've got five months to potentially get, we'll get better train together, obviously. Uh, with uh, It's hard because the team won't train together all that often because they're back to their respective clubs. But how competitive, if we are to beat Peru, do you think we can be in the World Cup? Yeah, I think we can be to, to a degree. I mean, 
you know, we've always got a chance. Once you're in, in there, you, you've always got a chance. So, um, you know, I, I think there's, I don't know there's something for us to conjure up, but, you know, we're in the same group, I think, as France, mm, which, is, yes. which is very, you know, an absolute mountain to climb. Um, I think Denmark, I think, maybe in our squad, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so we've got a tough group. Um, so there's no, no mistake about it. I think there's going to be some, some games where we're going to have to just, you know, hold out and try and get a draw, particularly against France, for example. That would probably be a good outcome for the Socceroos, no doubt. A great outcome when you look at the team that, that France have got. So I think we've just got to go there and, and more than just looking at the results and focus how we're going to get out of it. And, and, and if we are going to go through the next stage, it's going to be that's going to be tough. So we have to be honest about that. It's going to be mm. tough. So I think we just need to go out there and, and not let the opportunity you know go by. We need to go there and, and play some positive football. That's what I'd like to see from, from the Socceroos. I, I think the results, yeah, the results can come afterwards, but we need to be positive in our football, positive in our approach and our performance. If we part the bus and then we concede and then we start losing games, then the question becomes, well, where does the Socceroos go from here? What are the real positives out of that? There isn't too many. So I'd like to see the Socceroos go out on the front foot and just you know, pretty much go, go swinging, so to speak. Mm. You know, Start swinging and, and go down fighting. If we lose, we lose, but we, we go losing on the front foot, not you know, taking 20 steps backwards and then getting nothing out of it anyway. So I'd just like to see us be a bit more positive, the Socceroos, with the ball and and make something memorable out of it. That's the most important thing, I think, from a, from a Socceroos perspective. And then whatever will come, will come, I think, from that. Well, all right. Score line, Tuesday morning, who's going to win? Uh, look, I love to say the Socceroos. I, I think I think Peru will win 3-0, to be honest. Oh, yeah, okay. That's I don't like to be negative. A, I don't like to be negative. Deflated but, us? Yeah. Sorry? That's deflated us a bit. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm sorry. I know. I know it's... You know, I'd love to say, oh, Socceroos win 2 3 nil, but from what I saw against UAE mm. the other night, there's a, a lot to be desired, and we've got a lot to, a lot of ground to make up. So, mm. um, But I just think Peru over in Peru, it will be a mountain to climb. There's no there's no, you know, no mistake about that. It will be difficult. So I'd say 2-0. I'd say I think we'll fight hard, but I think in the end, Peru will just be that, that little special and, and maybe just be too good for the Aussies in the end. All right, well, let's hope you're wrong. We'll find out and we'll chat again. I'll just take off my Peru shirt now, Dan. We will chat again um, on Wednesday morning to review that game. Very much so. Okay, Dan, we'll have a lovely day. You too, you too, Jonathan Callow. Uh, yeah, 2-0 to Peru, that, that, that's disappointing. Uh, text 0457 736 736. Hi, Dan, my change is a game two. Nico Hines for Crichton. Yes, I would agree with that. I would have Nico Hines in that team. Uh, Jake Travojevic for Sims, yep. And this is an interesting one. Coruscant for Cook to add a bit more spark to the attack. I, I thought Damien Cook was all right uh, last night, but I do understand what you're saying about um, Cor- uh, Coruscant in the team. He'd be very close. I still find it hard to think they will uh, drop Damien Cook, though. A bit of AFL news just before a break. Melbourne captain Max Gorn has denied claims that the club misled the public uh, about the injury to uh, Jake Melksham sustained in a scuffle with Stephen May, but says he's embarrassed by the saga. Now, May received a one-match ban for his involvement in the scuffle. Gorn fronted the media yesterday and was asked whether the club had misled the public about the details of the altercation and hit back at the claim. And he said, we're not going to dance around the bush here. He obviously injured it in the altercation with Stephen. I don't think we ever mis- misled you with that information. We just said it was an altercation. Demons fans, we are around Australia uh, this morning. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 11 70. Uh, 
you were flying, and now you've lost two games in a row. Lost to the Swans last weekend. You a bit worried after such a great start to the season, or do you think uh, you guys will come uh, good? It's a bit of a worrying situation. Some off-field issues for the Melbourne Demons. They've lost two games in a row now. Uh, they were favourites, but we'll wait and see. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Just a correction to something Jonathan Gallo said as well there. Uh, the Socceroos Peru game was going to be played in Dubai, not Peru. So playing in a neutral stadium, uh, which will definitely help the Socceroos. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Good to have your company in the morning after Origin. A heap of texts coming through, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. So let's get through them to finish the show. Dean, firstly, all the best to Ray Warren. Was simply the best commentator of rugby league. Also Olympics, took it to another level, made an ordinary game exciting. Yeah, Channel 9 uh, paid tribute to Ray Warren last night before the Origin match. And if you missed, uh, through SEN 1170 and up in Queensland on 1620 in SENQ, our tribute to Ray Warren on Tuesday night. Uh, just search Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, a terrific hour of radio where we and Vossi pay tribute to the great Ray Warren. A lot of highlights. Thank you for the text, Dean. I asked why, if you're listening in Melbourne, because we're right around Australia this morning, uh, why Melbourne uh, people generally go for Queensland over New South Wales. Joel has said it's because of our general rivalry against New South Wales, not just in sport. Uh, yes, fair, en- fair enough. There is a big rivalry between New South Wales and Queensland. Now, we talked to Jonathan Gallo earlier about uh, the football. He did make a slight error. That game is going to be played in Qatar, uh, which is obviously where the World Cup is going to be played. And uh, uh, Pete from Point Cook says, uh, we play Peru and Qatar, so it's not in South America and at a stadium we are familiar with in practically an empty stadium. So the total opposite uh, we would have had playing in Peru yet. Take your point uh, there. And that's good news for the Socceroos as well, that they aren't playing in Peru. That's a a good chance to uh, get used to uh, Qatar. Let's hope they're there in November. Thank you very much for that text, uh, Pete. I appreciate it. Patrick says, Melbourne people go for Queensland because so many Storm players always played for Queensland and Sydney. I uh, think they're better than uh, Melbourne. Patrick in uh, Melton, uh, not entirely sure about your last point, but definitely uh, the first point there. And there's that rivalry, isn't there, between Sydney and Melbourne. Um, but... First point there for years. So many Storm players. And even now, great uh, text, Patrick. Even now you've got uh, Cameron Munster, Harry Grant in the team, uh, Xavier Coates as well, uh, a couple of others as well. So they've always been... Uh, a lot of Melbourne Storm stars in that Queensland lineup. So thank you very much for that text. Uh, Darcy from Dandenong says, Good morning as a Melbourne supporter in terms of uh, AFL, Melbourne Demons. I'm very concerned about the current situation. Already lost two games in a row. Now in the Stephen May incident, Melbourne is still mentally fragile, so it doesn't take much for the team to lose focus. Darcy from Dandenong, thank you for that one. Um, and Tony says, uh, Looks like New South Wales Origin fans have gone blue in the face with the result of last night. A maroon shadow has been cut. Uh, thank you all of those great texts and a couple more to finish off uh, Jason says go you Queenslanders, Queenslanders weren't we good 16-10 and Mark says morning I live here in Melbourne was born in Sydney then moved to Ballarat when I was younger and have always wanted Queensland to win probably just the guts and determination against the odds with old players like Langer Lewis and Co. thank you for all your texts all of them fantastic texts this morning there will be especially uh, through SEN 1170 and 1620 in SENQ. More wash-up to State of Origin game number one. But the AFL round starts tonight as well. Richmond and Port Adelaide, lots of talk about that. 3-11-16 as well with your breakfast show. Thank you for your company today. Uh, if you're 3-11-70 Sydney and SENQ 1620, I'll catch you tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. 
Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.